So I'm out here on April the 7th, 2020, uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, I'm on the road right now. I gotta head to my office real quick to pick up a couple files that I needed that I realized I don't have, and um, I'll be real quick. So I got my, my mask, my gloves, and I'm uh, gonna try to be as discreet as possible and then uh, when I'm done I'm gonna actually I'm gonna try to get in a little bit of exercise some outdoor um, dare I say fresh air because it could be uh, virus contaminated at this point however um, for my own sanity it's either go crazy go stir crazy a little bit or get out and take in some fresh air and walk around a little bit, get in at least a little bit of exercise, so that's my game plan, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of days, and I realize that it's kind of helped my overall um, happiness, so I started it last week, um, and then it rained a little bit here and there, so I tried to do it in between some rain, and um, I've been feeling better. Because the week before that, I was very uh, on edge. And so are the people in my house as well. But I think they're adapting. But as the leader, you know, it's uh, lead by example. So it's like whatever feeling you're putting out there is really what they're getting off and they're returning back. You know, everybody's a, that reflection or that mirror image of how your energy is. You know, you walk in and, and somebody has an off-putting energy or, you know, just an angry demeanor or an upset demeanor, you know, you, it makes you uneasy and then you don't know how to act or react and you're kind of just like, yo, what, what the fuck's your problem? You know, like, I don't know, that, that's just what, you know, sometimes you can be like sympathetic about it too and try to be, you know, feel that empathy and just be like, oh, you know, did something happen or you... And once in a while you can walk walk through that shit. Maybe that person just needs to, you know, release the top of the bottle that they're uh that they they've held down so many emotions and feelings about what's been you know, upsetting them. You know, and that's the you know you look bottled up, fucking open the top and release some of it. You know, don't let it fizz out of control, of course. You know, do it with a little bit of uh control and thought. And um, the walking has helped tremendously, and uh, I, I I hope to continue to do that today. So I'm gonna run by the office and take care of that. And it's weird because um, when you're really kind of quarantined and you're not really interacting or going out, but like you, we have social media, so we are still like communicating with people. It seems that. You know, a lot of us that, you know, we know each other don't really know many people that are that are falling ill or are getting sick. The people that I hear about are falling ill and getting sick. Everybody's disclaimering nothing to do with COVID-19. Nothing to do with the virus. And I don't know if that's just a cover-up, like there's a stigma around it that you don't want to get this, you'll be like ousted and like quarantined and thrown away and 
or if people are really just, you know, getting sick elsewhere with other things. But um, it's a little nerve-wracking that there's the possibility of this going on for another month, which it is. I guess we're three weeks now, three weeks away from what we say may be the end of our uh, stay-in-shelter orders. Um, it's not terrible. The, the first couple of weeks were really interesting, trying to learn how to adapt to now two professionals, you know, myself, my wife, working under the same roof while we have two children going to online schooling. And the first, like, two weeks, really first three weeks uh, almost, the, the online schooling was not, uh, was not up and running. So this is, we've had our kids since the second week of March, so this is now a month of being there. So it was really just this past week was the first week of we got a computer from the school uh, because we needed an extra one. And we have now become, you know, two stay-at-home professionals. But now we're also, you know, our, our kids used to get breakfast and lunch at their schools. Now being the ones providing the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and help as they're doing their online schooling, and everything else that, like, parenting comes in between, plus trying to do your best to maintain professional uh, phone calls and video conferencing and work while juggling everything, and then you almost feel terrible by the end of the day because most of the time, once the evening hits, it's like, all right, I gotta do my work now because I've spent so much time maintaining, cleaning, cooking the home, you know, that you have stuff that you have to get done before the next day. You know, a lot of people are saying, and don't get me wrong, I, I do feel like I've, I've got to spend more time with my kids and, you know, especially on the weekends, and in the evenings, you know, we're playing games and stuff at night, but it's not like we never did that. Um, and yeah, we're doing it more. But what I see is that it could also create some some disdain a little bit that, um, you know, the kids are, hey, we're all home, but you're making me go to online school, or we're all home, and you're making me do this, uh, why can't, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that's the right feeling, um, I really do appreciate and love my children so much, and, um, uh, it's nice to be able to spend this kind of time with them and it's unfortunate that it comes that at the expense of a pandemic and all the challenges that go along with that but I, I do want to just truly uh, cherish this time that I have with my children and with my wife as well uh, we've grown closer 
I, I don't think we had a choice. It was either that or grow more distant, and that wouldn't be healthy at all. And uh, to, to be honest, I, I was joking because the first like two weeks were really rough as we tried to like figure out the balance of, hey, we're both working from home. Like, don't. I, I, w I was feeling it because I felt like every time there was something coming up with the children, it was yelling my name to go do it. And I was like, yo, like, I'm working too. Like, you can get up and do, you know, I'm, I'm the one doing it all. Like, you can actually, you know, partake in this. Like, I don't call you every two seconds when the kids ask me something. I just do it because I'm their father. You know, and that's what you should do as well. And um, that created a lot of friction. Uh, however, once we talked that out and we understood, hey, um, this guy's right. We, uh, we worked out the compromise, the agreement on it all. Sorry, I always get thrown off when I see police officers anywhere near me. Um, especially, like, during times like this where I'm sure, like, crimes are down and court fees are... Like, they're not making their money. Um, you know, they're obviously essential workers. But they're not making their money, so I feel like maybe they would nitpick over, like, anything or everything. Or maybe they just don't have time for that bullshit, you know, and that's a possibility, too. But, uh, I don't want to take that risk, knowing that, um, this, com this country is driven by revenue. And knowing that someone's not making revenue, uh, worries me. And then also, you know, police officers, I'm sure there's a great deal of them. I know there's, there's been a lot that have been testing positive for coronavirus. So I'm sure that staffing is lower. People are using vacation. Maybe some people went into early retirement because of this. <clears throat> Just to kind of get themselves out of the, the line of danger. So, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but I feel like... They could be nitpicky, at least some of them. You know, the real fucking hard-ons that look for trouble in situations versus, you know, protecting uh, situations or, you know, just serving the people. You know, some people that are just out to be fucking dicks. And there are some people that really just want to, like, bring community together and keep places safe. Um, and that's with anything, you know, I, there's good priests and there's bad ones, you know what I'm saying? You know what the bad ones do. Uh, we don't have to reiterate that stuff. But, uh, you know, just like, you know, teachers too. There's great teachers that actually uh, want to find creative ways to educate. And there's some that just want to read textbook words and then just hope that you can remember them when they sound like uh, Ferris Bueller's uh, Ben Stein character. Bueller. Bueller. You know, and that's, that's no way to learn. Some of the, you know, that, that doesn't mean that those people aren't bright or super intelligent. They are most definitely 
bright and super intelligent. And that cop's not pulling anybody over. I just seen a couple cars just like fly by him. He's just he's just maintaining his speed. And I guess those other people they're pretty ballsy for just taking their chance. So uh, I said I'm on the road. Uh, it's it's nice to a little bit to drive around out here since traffic is really not bad at all. And that's a that's a rarity in uh, in Houston. Um, silver lining, huh? And I guess I, I've heard a lot of. Um, stories about, you know, nature, you know, coming back to life a little bit, you know, less people in the streets, less pollution, emissions are going down. So there are a few silver linings that are really showing that maybe our planet needed a little of this to sustain our life. I wonder what other animals think of us for the most part. And I'm not talking about like cats and dogs. I'm not talking about domesticated animals. But like other animals. Like a deer. Um, I don't know, wild hogs or something. Do they see us and they're like filthy humans that just murdered this planet? Or are they just like looking at us like a bear? Like we're the ones that just crush and destroy you because we're the dominant species. Or do they think uh, like on a nature scale? No, they don't think like on a nature scale. Maybe the deer because they're just like prancing along fucking eating grass. Wild hogs are just like ready to fuck shit up. So I guess there's, you know, animals like that throughout the kingdom. We're just the one that, you know, is on top and then we chose like cute little kitties and puppies to domesticate to make us look like really sensitive like good creatures. And I guess again, some of us are and then some of us aren't. Good cops, bad cops. Good priests, bad priests. Good teachers, bad teachers. Good humans, certainly are bad humans. And the bad humans are really fucking shitty. And some of them just like really ignorant to like the purpose here. And then people will ask, you know, well, well, what is the purpose? Like, don't, please, don't act like you have all the answers. And I certainly don't. I don't have virtually any of the answers. But I think one thing is apparent. Community and helping out one another is far greater a better purpose than fucking people over and enslaving people. You know, and you can get arguments both ways, but the one way is everybody helping each other and working together and building a really beautiful place. And the other way is geared by dominance, by sacrifice of another human. And that's pretty shitty. You're valuing one person's life over another. Now, you could do that in communities, too, by way of exploiting or encouraging people with stronger traits to take on different roles but not be egotistical about it and I'll give you an example of what I mean there so if you have somebody that's a born uh, strategist uh, leader strategic leader or you know they, they always have 
a, formulate a great plan, you need a director. Just like on a movie set, when they read a script, they have to put it all together and be able to direct people in order to make the vision come to fruition. So some people are born with that trait, and that's the role that they should, you know, fall into. Just like some people maybe have a better understanding of how the land works, and they might be um, better with agriculture, so they could produce produce and be able to, you know, help feed the village. Now some people are better at preparing those foods or cleansing those foods and so on and so forth. Those people should be encouraged to do what their trait is best. Some people are great musicians. They should be able to do that. And everybody contributes to their best of ability. And if you don't really have any of those abilities and you're kind of just like in the middle, you just help out. You be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And there's nothing wrong with that because most of the people in this world, that's exactly what they are. I would say that I'm, I, I at least consider myself that. I have stronger abilities in certain fields, and but I'm a master of none of those. And, and I don't claim to be. And I will participate in almost anything. I will try almost anything because I find joy in that. I find joy in just giving a helping hand where I can. Some people get discouraged by that. They're just like, no, 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 I can't do that. I'm a musician. I can't do carpentry work. You know, or something. And I'm not saying that's like a misconception or, or something that happens often. I'm just saying... <laughs> using that as an example we just need to give back to one another and really just offer up help where we can I'm driving by the side of the road I see a gentleman picking up trash on the side of the road I don't know if he's an activist I don't know if he's a, a prisoner that was just part of his community service was to do that. I don't know if he's a city or state worker that that's his job to do. But I'll tell you what. I have definitely grabbed a garbage bag on uh, the National Padre Island National Seashore and have picked up trash along the way for the sake of just cleaning up the beach. There's nobody else around. Um... I wasn't looking for any accolades. I'd never actually bragged about this or told anybody about this. I don't think ever in my life. This is the first time I'm saying it out loud. But I had it. I had a couple garbage bags in my truck at the time. And I remember I just drove down to the National Seashore. I had a pass to go down there when I lived in Corpus. Took the, maybe it was like an hour drive. It was about, you know, 25 minutes to get there. 30 minutes to get there and I drove about 30 miles down the beach and I parked and there's just some trash around and I picked up what I could and it wasn't anything crazy it was some couple plastic containers for the most part those beaches are pretty pristine and clean but you do have some human element anyway just do your part you see some trash on the side of the road clean it up and it's not because 
that's beneath you. It shouldn't be that, you know, doing that task is beneath you. That should be like the ultimate task is cleaning up our planet and getting it healthy again. You know, and that's what we're missing out. We have these viruses because we're creating these viruses. We're doing a whole slew of dumb shit. You know, and, and why wouldn't this planet want to somehow poison some of us to get a fucking point across? If you don't treat here right, if you don't treat this planet right, the planet's not going to treat you right. And that might be, you know, a, a hard drink to swallow. But I would guarantee you that's more truth than anything else. And there's been pandemics before. There's been disease. And you can argue from the dawn of time. But again, humans have not always been a perfect species. Nor will we ever be a perfect species. But what we can do is shift our consciousness to a place where it actively tries to be better. That's the challenge is... When you see that person in the parking lot and they open up their car door and they just fucking throw out trash in a parking lot right out of their car, that person is actively being scumbag. That's what's happening right there. I don't know if that's a lack of education or a lack of giving a fuck or if they think their trash is beneath them. They don't have to do their part. Now, let's go back. Pandemics and viruses, they've been here since the dawn of time. Humans have been shitty, and maybe we haven't been as uh, as, as such of a pollutant as we are currently, you know, with our emissions rate. You know, we didn't have challenges like this, say, 2,000 years ago. Um, you know, our nuclear and uh, radioactive wastage and... Slaughtering of animals, slaughterhouses, uh, anything that you can possibly imagine, right? The the stuff that we do today is uh, exponentially worse than it's ever been. But it's exponentially better for our species as far as production, security, and... Um, I say that, but we have all this automation and all this stuff, but our time in our day and our tasks only increase because we have more time in the day because everything's been streamlined. So now we're all stressed out about 8 million tasks that we have to do. I digress. Let me get back to this. Over the course of the, let's just use 2,000 years, for example, as the situation. We've been killing each other and, and plaguing each other and dominating over each other because of hierarchies, caste systems, religions, economic status, who's royalty. And despite what you think, human beings are made from this planet. We are the minerals of this planet. We can only exist on this planet because of what our planet gives us in return. If it wasn't for the trees of our planet, we would not have oxygen. We would for a little bit, there would be some oxygen. And I'm sure you could probably figure out ways to convert 
water to oxygen. But I'm just saying, in general speaking, you you eliminate this planet or you disrespect our people, there will be consequences to pay. And it's been going on since the dawn of time. And it's been going on because of power and control and religions and capitalism and governments and kings and queens, the royalties. Peasants. That's what they call them. They spit on peasants. They step over them on the streets. They crush the peasants. The peasant is a product and a child of this planet. And you could argue that this planet is God because this planet holds our fate. And if we are the children of God, then why are we being murdered by one another? And that's the real question that we should be asking ourselves during these times. Why are we murdering ourselves? I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks about this whole shindig. Some people right in New York, in the epic center of what is happening globally. And that is the COVID-19 coronavirus infections and the infection rate and the death rate that's ever so increasing every single day in an alarming rate. And you hear mixed rhetoric about like, it's 5G that's causing this, it's radiation. And it's really funny because if that is the case, every single essential worker that has been outside and been exposed to the outside elements would have been infected so right then and there i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna stop your theory because there is no way that that is an accurate statement because if that was the case more so many more people would have this that theory is dumb stop fucking saying it it's so dumb Yeah, does 5G have some concerns? Of course it does. Any new radioactive (laughs) or radio wave technology that is fiber optically transmitted through satellites and through signal poles is a little scary. There may be some correlations with it. And maybe that's why we see, you know, sometimes like birds and, you know, species are, you know, die in mass numbers too. Or maybe it's a virus in them as well. We let, let me just say this. The common person and the people that are making these claims, typically speaking, or the ones that continue to spread it, I should say, typically speaking, are not people that you would normally take advice from. You you could get mad at me for that. I don't I don't really care. But I know the people that I know that believe this, great people that I have conversation with, not people I would take advice from. So let's clear that up. People I love, people I highly respect, people I love hanging out with, communicating with, but people I would not take advice from. Would I take their information and research it myself? I sure did. Oh, I definitely looked up this this 
5G theory, conspiracy theory, and I, and I, I came to a, a logical conclusion that if that was the case, I would certainly have coronavirus. And not like today, I would have had it weeks ago. And you know who else would have had it? Every fucking buddy else that's been outside almost every single day as an essential worker. So let me tell you, that is not fucking true. And some of these people, well, maybe they have strong immune systems. Yeah, maybe they don't. Because I know certainly a, a, a slew of people that do not have very good health that have been outside working. And I say not very good health. Older people. And listen. We're just going to get back to the roots. Stop the conspiracy theory. Granted, do I think there might be something bigger at hand? Sure, there, there's, there's always thoughts in my head that maybe this, you know, is a way to get our logistical priorities in order for a bigger pandemic or a bigger government lockdown or something like that in the future. But then I look at it and see how the economy's not doing as well and certain businesses are, are crumbling. And maybe, maybe it's because we want a death of some of those industries and we need a rebirth. And yeah, did, did really rich people get even richer off this? One hundred and fucking ten percent. They certainly got very rich off this and there's certainly still a lot of people making a ton of money. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that made a ton of money that are now giving back and trying to help out the cause. So again, good and bad. You know, we have that in our society. So really just looking at it, do I think the leaders have some kind of hidden agenda behind all of this? Yes, I do. I feel like the way they're manipulating certain things, it is for a power shift and control shift. And yeah, I can see that 100%. But do I think this is real 100%? Yeah, of course I think it's real. This would be absolutely disturbingly... First off, knowing people that have it, or knowing of the people that have it. That's what it boils down to. I know real people that have it. I know people that know real people that have it. And I've known this for months. I say months because I knew somebody in Italy that had it. I knew somebody that had a, a bandmate. Doesn't matter. I don't have to explain myself. But it's funny when people are like, well, I don't know anybody that has it, so therefore it's not real. Um, that is a dumb way to look at things. A lot of people don't know people with HIV. Doesn't mean it's not real. A lot of people, have, and probably younger, uh, didn't know, maybe don't know anybody or had cancer or something. Doesn't mean it's not real. Gangrene rabies. I never knew anybody that has rabies. Never in my life 
knew one person that had rabies. Does that mean it's not real? I never met somebody that had Ebola. Is that not real? I mean, people, use your fucking heads. You, like, some of the stuff I hear out of people's mouths, I feel like you just need a good fucking slapping across your fucking jaw. Like, rattle the fucking bones. I, I just don't get ignorance. I, I really don't understand it. Like, if you're really so certain of something you have no fucking clue of, I hope... <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that part. Um, what I'm trying to say is, you just gotta be better people. And, um, that's it. So, with that in mind, I'm gonna sign off. Thanks for listening to me for a little bit. What did I do? Yeah, about 30 minutes or so. That's good. I'll cut out a couple of the small crazy chunks um love you guys hope everybody's well I hope everybody's staying safe truly staying safe and um we'll talk to you soon thanks